Welcome to Victorious Living. In the natural, we know this, not a mystery to us in the natural. In the natural, the ground receives the seed. If you don't plant your seed in the ground, the, gr the seed will not germinate. And it cannot and will not produce what's in it. Good things like flowers and vegetables and crops. The mind is a place where things will grow to which God wants to sow his seed into our ground or into our mind. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing with us a message he's entitled, The Nature of Strongholds in the Mind. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here is Pastor Cowan as he shares the nature of strongholds in the mind. Let me share this with you. This is a, uh, this was from the New Unger's Bible Dictionary. It was originally published by Moody Press out of Chicago and was copyrighted copy, copy, uh, in 1988. It talks about the judgment seat of Christ. Now, folks, there's one thing that is inescapable. That we all are going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. It's in, inescapable. It's what kind of condition you present yourself at that time that will determine a lot that's going to happen for us in the eternities right ahead of us. Amen. Amen. This judgment, the judgment of the judgment seat of Christ, this judgment is spoken of in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And it goes like this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds, done in the body according to what he in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The manifestation of the believer's works is in question in this judgment. Let me say that again. The manifestation of the believer's works is in question in this judgment. It's not in question with God, but it is in question with us. It is most emphatically not a judgment of the believer's sins, these have been fully atoned for in the vicarious substitutionary death of Christ and remembered no more, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. It is quite necessary, however, that the service of every child of God be definitely scrutinized and evaluated. And you can find all of this in Matthew, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, and so forth. As a result of this judgment of the believer's works, there will be a reward or there will be a loss of reward. In any event, the truly born again believer will be saved, 1 Corinthians chapter three. The judgment seat literally, Bema is called, the Bema of God, the judgment seat of God 
evidently is set up in heaven previous to Christ's glorious second advent to establish his earth rule in the millennial reign uh, or in the millennial kingdom. The outtaking of the church according to uh, first must be fulfilled. Take, take the uh, take the outtaking of the uh, the church or must be fulfilled. I didn't say that just just right. The judgment seat of Christ is necessary for the appointed or appointment of places of rulership and authority with Christ in His role of King of Kings and Lord of Lords at His revelation in power and glory at that time. But we will all stand, is the point I'm trying to make with you, we, in this, he's, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So that eliminates us doing things the way we think they ought to be done. It, it eliminates thinking we're someone that God hasn't said we are. It eliminates just half-heartedly serving God it eliminates all of that gray area in there, every bit of it, when we stand before uh, Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. It's more important than any enjoyment you've ever had in this life, other than the enjoyment of being a child of God. And so we all are gonna stand there and there'll be no argument. God's not gonna ask us for, his, for our opinion. For someone who knows it all, need not ask for my opinion. And so he will not do that. But what he will do, he'll give you his opinion at the, uh, at the judgment seat of Christ. So we can't escape it. But what's happening in this day and time where the church is concerned, there is a spirit that's prevailing it is a deceptive spirit, not with everybody, not at every church. So don't go off, jump off the deep end here. But there is a spirit that is uh, pervading or throughout the church, quote unquote, the body of Christ in the earth today to deceive us to the necessity of our walk with God, where our walk of God is concerned. And so we hear the doctrine out there. I don't know if you do or not, I do. We hear the doctrine out there, well, you don't need to do this anymore and you don't need to do that anymore and you don't need to go to church anymore and it's fine to stay home and just watch, you know, you have to be careful when you're home watching online, Andy might pop up. Amen. Amen. Plus other things. And so you do want to be diligent. You want to take it seriously. Yeah. If you're not serious, I, God can't help you. He just can't help you. If you're not serious about your relationship with God, he cannot help you. So we need to understand some things sometimes and get past our religious. Outlook. Well, you know, I go to church. Ain't that good enough? No. No. So let's talk about it. Let me get off of that. Don't give me any amens on that. 
Galatians chapter six and verse seven, and I, I'm going to run through this as fast as I can, but it does you no good and does me no good to come to church and not listen, to go home not knowing any more than you knew when you came. All we've done is taken up a little bit of time in our life. So we come with an open heart. We come with an open mind that we may say, Lord, talk to me, speak to me, Lord, show me, Lord, guide me. We are, we are to do that for sure. All right, the nature of strongholds in the mind. Now I say that to say this, where else in you could a stronghold be? In, in, in reference to God and to the word of God has to be in your mind, how you think, what you think, what you do with what you think, what you do with what you believe. So Galatians 6 verse 7, Paul in his writings to the church at Galatia, he says, be not deceived. Now this word deceived here speaks of satanic deception. Don't be deceived. Now you got to understand who he, what he's talking about here. He's talking about those who have turned their back on Jesus. They came in under the teachings of the apostles and uh, Jesus was presented and they, they received it. But now there have been wolves that have entered in that's caused them to detach somewhat so that they do not believe or honor Jesus as the head of the church or the savior our savior as they should. Here, Paul calls it deception. So be not deceived speaks of satanic deception to uh, lead astray. And this deception is often subtle, difficult to perceive, difficult to become aware of. It could be happening in your mind and you're not even aware of it. Now he says, be not deceived. God is not mocked or God is not proven to be wrong or God is not made to be ashamed. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows. When you use the word man talking mankind, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now let's look, let's look a little bit here at the word soweth. Soweth is a Greek word, S-P-I-R-O, spiro, spiro. It's a Greek word meaning to receive seed. Talks about sowing means that there is something or somewhere that is receiving seed. And so we know this, that the Bible is called in Luke 8, 11, it's called, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So uh, in the natural, we know this, not a mystery to us in the natural, in the natural, the ground receives the seed. The ground, you, you don't plant seed in the air you plant seed in the ground. Now I know that's far-fetched. I understand that statement was far-fetched, but you plant seed in the ground. If you don't plant your seed in the ground, the, gr the seed will not germinate. And it cannot and will not produce what's in it. God's word is called the seed, Luke 8, 11. 
and I quoted that to you. So the ground is a place from which things will grow. Good things like flowers and vegetables and crops. We all know where they come from the ground, out of the ground, seed sown in the ground. And uh, they'll also grow thorns and weeds. The mind is a place where things will grow. The mind is a place where things will grow. So in essence, the ground, the, uh, it, is, it becomes the ground. Our mind becomes the ground to which God wants to sow his seed into our ground or into our mind. And so the mind can be good ground or the mind can be bad ground. But nonetheless, it, uh, it, will, it will produce and grow what's put in it. The ground said, no, don't put weed in me. I'm not going to do anything with that weed seed. No, no, you put a weed seed in the ground, it's going to grow. You know, if you put, put, put the vegetable seeds in the ground, it's going to grow. Same thing with our mind. What we put in our mind will grow. So if we put the word of God into our mind, we will grow in the things of God. If we do not put the word of God into our mind. It's our hope that today's message, The Nature of Strongholds in the Mind, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you'd like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request offer 35. Today's special offer number is 35. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.